Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. God's good. Uh, I've, I've, I've entitled this message, and I was talking to somebody this morning. I'm not much on titles, but Pastor Mark always got great titles. So I got a title. It's called, Who Told You That? Amen? Who Told You That? And I was listening to this. Me and my wife were in... Um, we were at a meeting a couple weeks ago with uh, uh, Julian uh, Van were there in a, in a, a division conference with Jesse Duplantis, and somebody had had rented us a car. We were just going to catch a ride, and we were staying. Uh, we were kind of a little anniversary getaway, but we were, I, I kind of messed up a little bit and scheduled it in the, right in the middle of a Jesse Duplantis meeting. I knew she wouldn't mind, and she didn't mind, but I probably need to do better next time. Anyway. Uh, but I, was, I turned on the radio, and, and this Charles Capps is teaching. And, and he's teaching about, about your confession. And, I, and this is me. Maybe this is just for me. But I think you need to hear a, a good message on confession probably about every couple of weeks, maybe at least every, every 60, 90 days. Because my wife will tell you, she'll, I'll say something. She'll say, well, I don't receive that. That's your confession. That ain't mine. I go, never mind. I forget what I just said. I render those words powerless in Jesus' name. Because right, we'll say stupid stuff. Now, people that don't believe in confession, have confession. You know, I don't believe in that power of positive thought. I'm, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about a mental thing. I'm talking about a spiritual thing. Jesus said you can have what you say. But most people are saying what they have. Jesus said, I'm going to say that again. That's good. Yeah, write that down, baby. That's good. Hallelujah. Jesus said in Mark 11, 23 and 24, you can have what you say. But most people are saying what they have. And the people that don't believe in speaking to their mountain in a good way are saying, my mountain's getting bigger. That thing's getting bigger. I'll never get over that mountain. I'll never get over that mountain. Instead of saying, mountain be moved in Jesus' name. Now, I don't know what your mountain is. You, 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 you're believing God for a new house, but all you keep saying is, this house is a piece of crap. It's falling apart. I'm, I hate this house. Why don't you start blessing your house? Amen? Yeah, it's falling down around you as you speak that. Amen? Now, you may say, I don't know if I believe in all that confess it, possess it. Well, you can't even get born again if you don't believe in confession. Because the Bible says if you confess Jesus as your Lord, you shall be saved. People tell me they don't believe in confession. I say, well, you're going to hell. That gets your attention, Ken. They don't, what did you say? I ain't going to hell. I say, well, you said you don't believe in confession. Jesus said if you confess with your mouth Jesus Lord, you shall be saved. You better start believing in confession. That gets them. I, like, I love it when you get them. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. So, um, you know, I, I, was, um, I was born and raised in a, a church. I, I had one wonderful family, wonderful family. And, and, and they didn't know all about that we, we were good. We were good. I won't even say what we were. We were good denominational church. And we, man, I'm telling you, we were, we would have Bible studies at home. Why? All I can remember growing up as a child, with these people at home, we'd, we'd be sitting around reading the Bible. My dad had people come out. The pastor was always at our house. And then back in the, in the 70s during the charismatic movement, the pastor was, this is what he was preaching. He was preaching a message why, it was the title of the message, Van, was why speaking in tongues is of the devil. About two weeks before he gave that message, he got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. Now, you can say, you, is that really true? I work with this man. When I graduated from Florida State, I went back home. I was working with a, 
here they call it defects. It was called the Health and Rehabilitative Services. I was an intern. I didn't do real good there. It was you know you have to intern to go get your college degree. I found out they was they was paying them at the state attorney's office. I tried to switch because I didn't get paid nothing. They worked my rear end off, and I and you I didn't like what I was seeing. We're going into homes and we're seeing stuff that I knew not of. I'm telling you, folks. I got I got I got educated. I, I these defects workers. I'm Lord bless them. Help them, Jesus. Anyway, this man I worked with this man. He got he he got he got the right foot of fellowship pretty quick out of that church. He went and started a church and, and, and just dropped the denomination name and eventually went on to I think he went to an Assembly of God Bible school, became a doctor and taught in the school. I just looked him up on Facebook. He was last time I heard he was in Nebraska. But he said that he was driving home one day from a nursing home and he was so depressed. Ken, I was thinking kind of about you when you talked about I just felt so ineffective and I felt so powerless in the midst of all this COVID and stuff. You, you, you just feel there's got to be something more here. And he said he, he went to see this woman in the nursing home, and he went to pray for her, and she called out another pastor that had been at the church 20 years before. Maybe it was Alzheimer's. I don't know, whatever it was. But he said, I, wanted, I said, can I help this woman? Can I help this woman? And he said he was driving home. He said, Lord, there's got to be more. I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to see people change. And he said he just begins to worship God. And the next thing he's driving down the road in his Jeep. He said he, he said it was, I, I guess it was kind of like Paul on the road to Damascus. He said he pulled over on the side of the road. Well, he went and told one of the deacons. I think, was, I think he should have changed his name to Demon. Hallelujah. The demon of the church went and got the other demons, and they came back and said, and my dad was a deacon. Did you know they never called my dad? And here's what my daddy told me. Thank God. He had enough sense to say this. He said, I don't understand speaking in tongues, but I would never say it's of the devil. And I never forgot that, man. I, I was a 14-year-old boy. I never forgot what my daddy said. Thank God. My daddy wanted to speak in tongues so bad. I mean, I think he finally did. He, he was like, oh, oh, you know. <laughs> he just had so much tradition. It, you know, he'd been, but, but I'm going to tell you what happened. My dad, my dad really backslid. We got out of church. A 14-year-old boy getting out of church, it ain't good. It was bad. Jan, it, it was bad. It was real bad. And until I was 20 years old, I, 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 several times I should have died, probably would have died. Thank God for my mom and daddy praying. Amen. My mama had underlined scriptures in her Bible. And they're both with Jesus right now. Amen. But uh, at the age of 20, I had a brother that fortunately, he got filled with the Holy Spirit during the charismatic movement, my two oldest brothers. And he left a Kenneth Hagin book in my apartment. I'd flunked out of school, been arrested, was on drugs, and I, you know, and I was, I'm not proud of that. But I'm just telling you that's where I was. And I read that book, and I didn't do much reading. Thank God it was a little book. And on the back of that book, it had a prayer in Romans 10, 9, and 10 to pray to receive Jesus. In fact, we just took that prayer and just added it to my book. We, we've just, we're, on, we're down to about 500 books. We went through 45, 5,000 of my books, and I'm just giving them out as fast as I can. I just took, I don't know how many I took. I think I gave out about 85 down at Miami. But, we're going to put that prayer in there, and it says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised you from the dead, you shall be saved. Got a little place to sign. Got even a little place where we can do follow-up. They can click on a QR code. I don't even know what a QR code is, but they said you got to put that in there. Hallelujah. Thank God for technology. But I gave my life to Jesus, and, and I'm telling you, it, it changed my world. Uh, we went. Uh, I, I got back in school, got my degree, went on to Ramah, and then came home, became a youth pastor, met my wife, uh, 
uh, literally right after I graduated, met her. And I was wondering, what am I going to do when I get home? I, I don't even know a Christian girl because I didn't get saved until after I left Live Oak. You know, I got saved in Tallahassee. And she was going to a church. Her pastor was a Rhema grad. Didn't even know it from about 20 miles away. Rhema is a Bible school where I went. And, and I loved her pastor, uh, just a great man of God, great teacher. And uh, so I said, man, I done found me a woman that loves Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost, and believes the Word of God. Amen. God's good. Amen. He said he'd supply all your needs. And then, um, but I was thinking about my parents and my dad. My dad was a businessman, built a great business. But I, I remember hearing the story of Charles Capp said to him. He said, y'all, I don't know if y'all remember. Man, you don't know what a Maylocks are. You know what Maylocks are? Does anybody else know what Maylocks are? Maylocks are these pills you take for acid indigestion. I, I, I can't tell you how many Maylocks I ate. Not because I needed them, because I thought it was candy. Because my dad had cases of Maylocks. Because he had ulcers. He got diabetes. He had a, what do you, what is, what, goiter? This guy was just, he just didn't know that you could have, you could be healed. He didn't know it. He didn't know what I'm about to tell you. Now, he got a hold of some later on. And I'm going to tell you, he lived to be 92. He, he died at 92. We don't even know how he died. I mean, he literally got up, went to the bathroom, he came back, and I told him, I told somebody that was at the funeral, that I said, you know, my dad, I think he got up, went to the bathroom because he thought, this is a long way to heaven. I better go ahead and use it now. Hallelujah. I was trying to figure it out. My, my brother was there. He said, Dad, I'm leaving. He goes, I'll, I'll be all right. I'm, going, I'm just using the bathroom. I'll, I'm fine. I don't need I can go to the bathroom by myself. He went back and got in the bed. My other brother showed up 20, 30 minutes later, and he said, he's acting kind of slow. He called the nurse and said, he just died. And he said, do not revive him. He, and, he, and he just told my sister two days before, I'm going home to see her. He had a sister that died as an infant. He said, I'm going home to see my older sister I never met. And she goes, he never said that. He never said that. And they had a party on Sunday eating watermelon and going crazy. They had a going away party. I missed it. Dang. But that's okay. I can't wait to re, re, reunite it. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 13. Look at verse uh, verses 10 through 17. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13, 10 through 17. And his disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. Now listen, if you're a citizen of heaven, if you got born again, if you confess Jesus as Lord, you transferred, according to Colossians 1, 13, into the kingdom of his dear son. You are a citizen of heaven. You're an alien. You, you, you ain't got to climb the wall to be an alien. You're an alien. Amen? And um, you are a citizen of heaven, and you are supposed to know the mystery. Some say, well, it's a mystery. How are you going to know? Well, the Bible says we look through a glass darkly. I understand that. But the Bible says pray that you may see it. The Bible says walk in the Spirit. The Bible talks about seeing things in the Spirit. The Bible, I think it's in I think it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that uh, eyes not seen, ears not heard, it hasn't entered the heart of man, the things that God's prepared for us. But for those that are in the Spirit. You, and, and I'm going to tell you, you can come to church, you'll be here worshiping, all of a sudden God will show you something. Or the pastor will say something. Some of you are going to get some things today you've never seen before. And here's what you got to be careful with. Your ears got, your ears got a, a religious uh, hearing aid on it. 
you got to take that thing off and stomp in the dirt. You just got to flat stomp it. Because you got screens. I love what Pastor Mark says. He says, you got, we got people from all walks of life. We got rich, poor, you know, white, black, Italian, Spanish, whatever. And you got all kind of different experiences. Some been through this, some been through that, some been through here. Some was raised this, some was raised that. We probably got 25 denominations in this room. And you got all these screens that you your grandmama said, yeah, Uncle Fester said, or whatever. You know what I mean? And you and 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 the problem is you're you're examining it. But you know, if there's a mountain up here and, and Van's looking on this side of the mountain, I'm looking at the same mountain, but he got a different perspective than I got. It's still the same mountain, but you got to be careful not to not to judge something based on what you experienced or what I experienced. Because here's what I'll do. I'll be telling him about my experience, and he'll say, let me tell you what I saw. I don't care what you saw. I saw that. He said, you missed the waterfall on my side. Waterfall? There wasn't no waterfall. Yet it was. I need to walk around the mountain a little bit. But we want to, we, we, you know, we think, listen, I've found out, I've read a scripture 55 times, and I'll hear somebody preach it. I'm like, I never saw that. And the Lord said, there's a lot of things you ain't seen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Unending revelation. The mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it has not been given. But whoever has to him, more will be given. I like that. I want to be, I want more. More revelation so I can be more. Not so I can just store it for myself. Somebody say amen. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled which says, Hearing you shall hear, and you shall not understand. And seeing you shall see and not perceive. For the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes have been closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. So that I should heal them. Oh, wow. We need to stop there just for a second. He said, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. Then. I can heal. Somebody say, why ain't God healing me? Why ain't God healing? Well, first of all, He's already healed you. First Peter 2.24 says, by His stripes you were healed. He ain't going to get beat again and hung again and rise from the dead again. He, salvation is what He paid for, and healing is a part of that word. Salvation is the word sozo, which means healing, deliverance, blessing, peace. Everything that God has for you was already done when Jesus was crucified and rose from the dead. When he said it is finished, it was finished. So somebody said, I'm just waiting on God to heal me. Well, you'll be waiting a long time. He's already healed you. He has. And somebody said, well, I don't see it. Well, that's why you keep believing. You keep standing. You don't quit. You keep confessing. You keep believing. You keep standing. Somebody said, well, I know somebody didn't get healed. Well, guess what? I do too. But you know what? When they, they went straight to heaven. That ain't a bad deal. If you was with them, you'd say, well, why would we go back? Amen. And, and listen, here's what I found. I don't know everything, but I'm, I know this. God's a good God, and God didn't intend for them to die. Because God's Word said, I'll satisfy you with a long life. I'll satisfy you with a long life. Somebody says, I know some I, I do, I do too. I said, I don't know why, but I guarantee you, the devil somehow got in there and short-circuited. And that's why we got to keep standing, we got to keep praying, and we got to keep learning. I've prayed for people. I was praying for God one time. My pastor told me, he said, yeah, after you left, they died. Right after you prayed, they died. 
How much of us will, could you not come pray for me next time? Now, they revived the guy, and he lived for like seven or eight more years. Hallelujah. Thank God for doctors. Thank God for doctors. But the guy told the pastor, he called the pastor, yeah, after Chris prayed for me, I died. <laughs> I said, uh, anyway, but you know what? I, I didn't hit the ball every time I swung the bat when I was a kid, but I, somebody told me one day, if you just hold the bat out there, you might foul one off if you get lucky, you know? So you just keep swinging the bat, and you'll learn. I heard Todd White. I don't know how many people he prayed for until somebody got healed. I, it was how many? Sixty-seven times, and then and then one. Yeah, he was doing it in public. He wasn't. He was in public. Hallelujah. And then one day somebody went screaming and yelling, and I think people got saved over that. So he said, "Now, now he he's got a little more confidence, and he's not the healer. It's already been prayed for, and you got to get people to see it." And Jesus said, "By your faith, be it done unto you." Amen. But he says here, so I want you to understand that but we got to understand with our hearts and turn so that we should be healed. But blessed are the eyes, for they see your ear, and your ears, for they hear. Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Verse 17, for surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, and they did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and they did not hear it. He was talking about the prophets of old. They longed for what Jesus, what they were seeing. They longed for it. They longed for that day. They knew it was, a, man, this is, the Spirit is not just come on you. It comes in you. Amen? Now, the, uh, uh, we're going to look at um, Mark 11, 22 and 24. I, just, I think I just referred to this a few minutes ago. You can turn there. Mark 11, 22 through 24. I, I was referring to when I would first gotten saved. I remember I, the first time I heard the words, I heard the scripture, John 10, 10. This is just a, I, I, it was probably the first verse I ever memorized. John 10, 10. For the thief, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But the thief has come but to for kill, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And I, I guess I just never, they didn't talk much about the devil where I went to church. And not that we want to talk about the devil, but you got to understand who your enemy is. You better, you better learn some things. And I realized that God had a plan for my life. God was a good God. And God, it was God's will to prosper me and for me to be in good health so I could be all that God called me to be and do all that God called me to do. Not just so I could say I had all this stuff, so I could be the best that I could be to advance the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. Well, Jesus is talking to his disciples here in verse 22 of Matthew, Mark 11. He says, have faith in God. One translation says, have the faith of God. Well, why would it say have the faith of God? Well, God spoke and things appeared. Somebody said, well, why do you have to speak? Well, he was God, and we're creating his image. The Bible says that in Genesis. We're, we're creating God's image and his likeness. The Bible says for us to be imitators of God as dear children. Well, how are you going to imitate God? Well, just act like he acts and talk like he talks. Jesus said, I only do what the Father says. I only say what the Father says. I only do what the Father does. And, and then when the Holy Spirit was coming, I think it's in John 14, 15, 16, he says, you know what? When the Holy Spirit comes, he'll only say what the Father says. He'll only do what the Father does. Well, if the Holy Spirit lives in you, then we should be doing the same. And if you hear something that ain't that's contrary to that, then you say, who said that? You'll know it was the devil. Amen? It's a lie from the pit of hell. So he says, have faith or have the faith of God. And Jesus answered, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things shall happen, it will be done for them. 
Therefore I say to you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whoever says and believes. Now, somebody said one time, well, uh, I'm a whosoever. Well, you're a whosoever if you believe and you say. Amen? You'll be a whosoever if you believe and you say that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe He died for my sins. I make Him Lord of my life. Then you you become that whosoever. But it ain't just for whosoever. So somebody said, well, it's whosoever. No, it's whosoever believes and says. That's what He said right here. Like I said before, most people... We're not saying what they have. They're saying, what is it? What did I just say? Did you write it down? Did you write it down? You can have what you say, or you can say what you have. Okay, thank you. She did good. Give it up for my wife. Hallelujah. I don't hear everyone suggesting you plan this, but he, he'll be talking, he'll be ripping on Kathy. My wife says, you better not do that. I said, honey, you kind of act like Kathy a little bit, you know? But I love my wife, and, and Jesse's, well, Jesse has a hard time saying love. He said he grew up in the mafia in the, in the streets. He said I'm, I'm, he needs some people kissing on him and loving on him, amen? I love my wife. Hallelujah. I got my sister-in-law here. I love her. She's a blessing. They, 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 uh, she's one house guest, and I don't, hope she don't ever leave. Hallelujah. She cooks and cleans. Glory to God. We had some, we want to kick them out because they don't know how to cook and clean. Amen. Now, I do that too. I don't cook much, but I do clean. Hallelujah. Um, Jesus said, talk to your mountains. But religious tradition will tell you when you pray to, to, for God to move your mountain. And we, most, that sounds spiritual, uh, Myrna. Well, God, you move this mountain for me. That sounds spiritual. That sounds like that's a good prayer. It ain't. No, it ain't. If God could move the mountain, I'd just get on the couch and get potato chips and we'll watch movies all week long. Amen? Because ain't nothing for me to do. No, you're the body. Last time I checked, my head don't don't run. My head tells my hands what to do, and I do what they say. Well, we need to listen to the head. You know, we're attached to the head. Jesus is the head, we're the body. But the body has to do it. Somebody told me one time they had this dream, and there was this guy, he, he was at a spring, and it was up, there, there was an overpass, and there was, a, the, I think it's somewhere, kind of like the Hitchcock Mountain, if you know what the Hitchcock Mountain down below Swanee County. The river flows under there, and he said he, he was laying up here. He was laying there resting, and a, and a child fell in the water and was drowning. And he, and he, in the dream, he couldn't get up to help the child. He said, I couldn't get up. And I woke up and said, God, what was that? He said, I wanted to, I wanted to do something with that child, but my body, my body wouldn't move. He said, God said, now you know how I feel. My head wanted to help the child, but the body didn't move. She. I don't know what the guy said that. I went to wailing like a baby. I said, oh, God, I don't want to be that body. Oh, please, God. It's life and death. And we just, we, well, God, if God wants it to move, it'll move. My God, folks, everybody in the world that got saved last night and filled with the Holy Ghost, we'd all be driving new cars. If it was up to God, oh, he loves me. He loves you more than he loves you. Man, he loves you more than you love yourself. And I think you probably like yourself a little bit. All right, he loves you more than she loves you. And I know she loves you a lot. Folks, I got, I got children. He loves me more than I love my children. I guarantee you. Now I got grandbabies. Man, I love them grandbabies. Man, I don't, I don't know. That. I, don't, I thought I'd do anything for my kids. Man, I would do. I don't know what I wouldn't do for my grandbabies. I'm just telling you. But he loves me more than I love those grandbabies. And the Bible says, if your earthly father would do it for, how much more would your heavenly father? 
my daddy would have drove to California to get me and, and brought a sack full of money if he had to. Well, he might have. He might have. <laughs> and, and, and he had some money. He could have done it. He would probably sent somebody to get me. Hallelujah. But, uh, but I got to think, God, you would have you would have created a daggum interstate just for me and give me a car. You, you, you love me that much. But you, now, you still got to believe for it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's the currency of heaven, folks. I just I wish there was another way. I wish he I wish he felt sorry for us enough to do it. And I've heard people say, "Well, if you you cry enough, you'll, no, that don't work." And I'm, I I tell you, I, I tell you how I know that. Ken, I don't know about you. When my kids beg for stuff, it makes me angry. Now, you ever say, oh, "Please, Daddy"? Now they, they don't do that anymore. And then you told me you're gonna do it, and they still. Did you not hear me? I mean, it really used to offend me. If you do that one more time, I'm, I'm, you ain't getting it, and I'm going to beat your butt. And I got to thinking one day, so what God says, well, you should, you, how do you think I feel? You ain't like you don't trust me. I, said, oh, oh. I just got spanked, you know. Those that come to God must believe that he is, where is that? Hebrews eleven six, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, you know, that ain't just, you, you know, you just trust him. Trust him. Diligent. That means you don't you don't back up. You don't back off. You don't put a deadline. Well, I guess it didn't work. No, it works. You just keep standing. You keep standing. I found out that right before you get it, it seems like every demon in hell comes to your house. And you just need to start laughing. The Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into divers. That ain't if you're a diver. That's talking about many temptations. Amen. Somebody thought, I don't even dive. I ain't got to worry about that. Hallelujah. Uh, okay, that's King James. Forget the King James. Hallelujah. Wow. I must be in the flow because I just preached my scripture and I didn't even get to it yet. Hallelujah. Oh. People. Oh, wow. People say, I don't believe in speaking to my mountain, but they'll say things like this mountain. I said that already. Hallelujah. I don't even need my notes. Hallelujah. I don't know what I'm doing. Hallelujah. Oh, my wife says I need notes. I saw Jesse just close his Bible. And I'm just going to preach out of my spirit. Maybe that's what I need to do. Or they'll say stuff like, uh, like you know, this arthritis will never go away. I'll probably be in a wheelchair by 50. Yeah. Preach it, honey. I just need to give you the mic. Hallelujah. She said, that's a curse. You know, the Bible says that, we do blessing and cursing comes out of the same mouth. Folks, I don't want to be the cursing guy. You think, well, I, he said a cuss word. Sometimes it would be better if you just flat cussed and say stuff like that. I could put up with a cuss word. I heard I heard Brother Hagin say, I'd rather have dope pushers in my church than doubt pushers. That's big. We can get the dope pushers straight now, but the doubt pushers, it's hard to get them rooted out. Amen? Oh, somebody better quit. Shoo, glory to God. I'll never be able to afford a new car. Has anybody said that? I, I'm going to tell you, you ride by and the car is $98,000 for a truck. I'm like, there ain't no way. You, man, my first, I could have lived in two of those. My first house was 42000 It was on an acre land brick house with a swimming pool. Now somebody said, when was that in 42? No. When was that? 1986. That ain't that long ago. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I wish I still had that house. I paid 42000 for that thing. And I lived in it. It had an AC. had running water, toilet. 
had a swim. How you remember that house? That boy learned to swim there. He almost drowned there. Hallelujah. God, I wish I wish I'd have still had that thing. You can't even take a you can't even use the bathroom in that truck. Gee. I ain't got a blow dryer in that thing, you know. Gee. But then you'll see that, you'll see that sign on that truck, and you'll, that's too big. I, I'll, I'll never, I'll never get that. And, and maybe you just, you just need to, my mama, she used to say, if you can't say nothing good, just keep your mouth shut. I'm like, Dude. and you know, if we just stay in neutral. My wife was believing God for a, a five-bedroom house, and she was standing on Ephesians 3.20. You need to have some scripture backing you up, because the devil will come talk you out of it. You better have some, have some truth. Have some word, and she was standing on Ephesians 3.20. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. I'm sitting out, I'm sitting out on this pond one day. I was trying to fish, and I, my mind was occupied by how are we gonna boil? We went to we went to Valdosta and started looking at homes. We were down in Lava. And I said, We're gonna have to get a five-bedroom trailer. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, God. Because I I ain't told my wife that I I can't go there, God. I don't I've seen them house. We went to Stone Creek. Five-bedroom house in Stone Creek. I was like, I can't, I can't even multiply that high, you know. I hope y'all wasn't selling drugs for y'all come up here. Oh, gee, no, no, no. I know better than that. No, thank you. I'm gonna get rebuked after this thing. Hey, you can rebuke me anytime you want. You can rebuke me. Hallelujah. Uh, God's. This woman right here believes the word of God, honey. I'm telling you. I guarantee you, she does. She does. And you can have what you say. So uh, the Lord told me this. He said, Chris, he said, if you can't believe me, then just put it in neutral. I'll drag you. I'll let her pull you. And I just said, I can, I can put it in neutral. I know how to do that. I had it reversed because I wouldn't. I can't, we can't. I said, I'm telling you why we can't. I'm complaining in prayer. And that's what most Christians do. They, they go, they're not believing God. They just complain. And, and Jesus said, who said that? The devil said that. I'm listening to the devil. He's pr- and I'm going to tell you, folks, he will come up alongside you. you. You start agreeing with him. He'll buddy up with you, and he'll bring all his buddies. And he loves pity parties. He camps out at pity parties. I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what happened to you. I'm sorry for what happened to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But pity parties do not work. I, I, and I see it all the time. People get to begging God, crying. I, 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 it, it, you might as well do some construction. Go fishing. Don't complain. Amen. So one day we got a phone call and they said, Why don't you come see this house? And we went to this house and they said it's on the river. And I thought, the river? I ain't want to live in Clinch County. Geez, you know, I didn't know where we was going. And we went to uh we went over here in Oldwood Valley and this house, it's a uh we went there and I said, This house ain't even for sale. She said, Well, I think the lady might sell it. I'm like, listen, I don't know what's going on. We went and met with the lady. The lady said, I like these people. I want to sell them my house. She said, just make me an offer. She didn't even got a prize for that. And she said, but the lady said, don't get crazy because I'm trying to get this lady saved. So don't be trying to rip her off. And we made an offer. She took the offer. I think she raised it just a couple thousand. And, and uh, it's a six-bedroom house. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or even think. One translation says, or even imagine. Folks, I tell you, we that imagine, we think imagine is a Disney World thought. No, Walt Disney just tapped into something. He saw it and then he did it. 
Somebody said they got ready to open up the, um, what was it, uh, what was that ride? We go through the roller coaster inside. Space Mountain. They were getting ready to open up Space Mountain. Well, Walt Disney had died before that, but he saw it. He drew it out. They did it. And they were there that day, and they said, well, man, I wish Walt would have been here to see it. And his wife got up and said, Walt did see it. That's why it's here. Somebody say amen. You can have what you say. and you can, you can go where you're seeing instead of seeing where you're going. Amen. Most people are just seeing where they're going instead of going where they're seeing, and there is a difference. That's another. Write that down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. i got to hurry. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, we got to hurry. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hang with me. Please hang with me. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If faith is the substance of things that you're hoping for, now, hope ain't going to get the job done, but it's good. So if if I can offer hope to you, if I can offer hope to you, you don't need to get your hopes up. Shut your mouth. Now, I don't say that to people, but that's what we need to. Because if I can get her hope up, we can get her somewhere. You go to, you go to a hospital room and somebody's dying of cancer, so you don't need to get I need to get their hopes jacked sky high. Because they'll grab hold of, of where's Dorothy? Dorothy? Where's Dorothy? Where? What Reggie? Dorothy. I need to get to hug your neck. I'm going to come hug your neck right now. Hallelujah. This is my this is my daughter-in-law's mother. Come here and hug me. Our, her daughter and my daughter-in-law is with Jesus right now. And she died at 30 years old. Now somebody says, well, that ain't God's death. But I'm going to tell you what, honey. She busted heaven wide open. And uh, she got, she's got people there that she's seeing. And let me tell you something. I got to say this. I don't even know if I've told Dorothy this. My sister called me a couple weeks ago. It might have been, I don't know, we were celebrating something. It was Mother's Day. We struggled on Mother's Day. I'm sure you did too. And sometimes you just got to get real. But um, my sister is, she's awesome. God, she's awesome. Thank God for my sister. She's, she's next to my wife, I think she's, she's unbelievable. Uh, she she was reading my book. She said, this is pretty good. And I was like, pretty good? It's my book. She said, Chris, it's, it's really good, but you write like you preach, man. You go off on too many rabbit trails. And I said, I think I can help you. She, oh, Jerry Ann, God, she write, she, she homeschooled all her kids, and her kids are brilliant. She, got, she adopted two children from China, and she's raised them all the way. Brilliant. And she took my book, my God, she, and she starts seeing things. She would say, I knew what you were doing. You were saying, when you were in the Czech Republic, this is what you saw. And I said, oh, that's exactly it. Oh, my God. She goes, Chris, I got revelation in the middle of the night. I spent three days at her house. It was the greatest three days. And when, we, when she got through the book, my God, I have teenagers that said I, can't, I couldn't put the book down. I just went right through it. And that blesses me. Amen. Thank God for my sister. Amen. If anybody needs some help, she can help you. Hallelujah. She, but and I didn't tell you this, Dorothy. She had a vision, because she she struggled just like all of us. You know, she came and stayed over here and just was a blessing. My sister-in-law drove in from Dallas, and I had spiritual children coming from all over. I, man, I tell you, man, you didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't. I thought I knew the grace of God until we hit that thing. And I guarantee you, Dorothy, you felt it. We've seen it on my granddaughter Adeline. 
the I've never I thought I knew grace until we experienced something like the hardest thing I've ever dealt with in my life. The grace of God was like wow. I mean, it was carrying me around. And I and I cried. I, I had a, I broke down one day. If you would have heard me, you'd have called 911. You would have called not that man in the hospital now. But I'm gonna tell you, when I got done, Ken, whoa, I felt like somebody ran a dish rag through me. I, I felt cleansed. And the Bible talks about mourning and you know, Jesus wept. Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't stay there. You don't stay there. Dorothy, we're not we're not going, we're not we don't wake up every day. And, and Bobby Jean would whip you behind. She'd kick you in the butt all up and down the street if she knew that. And here's what my sister said. I want to tell you real quick. She said, I saw Peter walking on water, and he, and he went down. He was sinking. And Jesus reached down and pulled him up. She said, I saw Bobby Jean struggling. I just went ahead and pulled down. Now, he didn't take her. He received her. But I think she was ready. Now, once again, she said, "Was that? I don't believe that was God's best. I do not believe that. But, and my sister said, but, and here's what my sister, here's what Lauren said. She said, she said, but that, she said, Jesus, we lost who gave us to her, who he did not know. If you think you lost her, he goes, in, in your little fleshly, carnal self here on earth, mine, you don't have a clue. She won, baby. And my sister said, she said, and think about Peter. Peter failed. But when he picked Peter up, somebody asked me one time, he said, oh, yeah, Peter went under. Either Peter walked back to that boat or Jesus threw him over his shoulder because he wasn't walking on water. I got to thinking, I guess he walked back to the boat. Or either Jesus threw him over his shoulder. Or, I mean, ain't, there's only two ways. You're going to walk on water or you're gonna, I'm going to coach you like a deer coming out of deer woods or something, you know what I mean? I believe Peter walked back to the boat. Well, I'm going to tell you what, that girl's walking. I, I say every day, I say, Lord, I thank you for my glorified daughter-in-law, Bobby Jean Musgrove. Hallelujah. Now, we had people that told us, and you you saw, but Bobby Jean just blossomed. Now, man, when I first met Bobby Jean, I went, man, this girl, she's hardcore. And I'm a touchy-feely, huggy. She's like, get away from me. But but, but I tell you, she she loved me. She loved everybody. But she told me. She told one of her friends. She goes, I love that man. Well, it did me some good. Oh, hallelujah. I can't wait. We got something to look forward to. Amen? Hallelujah. Excuse that interruption. There's a rabbit trip. Hallelujah. That was a good one. So if faith is the substance of things hoped for, then fear is the substance of things you don't want. I'm going to say that again. If faith is the substance of things hoped for, then fear is the substance of things you don't want. So you got you to get fear out. Amen? And then we're going to look at uh, one, one other verse here. Mark 11, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 5. Now, there was a certain woman who had a flow of blood. Mark 5, 25, verse 34. There's a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. She suffered many things from many physicians. I just want you to see this. She had spent all she had and only got, and was no better. She spent all she had. I've known people that went to the doctor, spent everything they had. There's nothing wrong with doctors. They might have could have helped her. They weren't able to help her. She got worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came from behind him in the crowd. She touched his garment, for she said, If I can only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She said, I probably will never get healed. I'm, I've got no more money, and I'll never be able to get to Jesus. So I'm probably just going to die. That ain't what she said. But that's what a lot of people would have said. Because it was the truth. I mean, it was a fact. I won't say it was a fact. The fact was she had no more money. She'd been all the doctors, and she only got worse. If she would have stated the facts, she probably would have died. 
But she stated some truth. And we're not denying facts, but truth supersedes facts, folks. Let me tell you this. There's a, there's a law called the law of gravity. If I take one more step, there's a pretty good law of gravity that says I'm going down. And I did. Oh, it worked. The law of gravity. But I can supersede the law of gravity. I just did it. I just flew to Fort Lauderdale. That's impossible. You can't fly. I, I, it's called the law of lift. The law of lift supersedes the law of gravity. So you got to find a spiritual law that supersedes. I still got it. Oh, that hurt. Oh, I forgot about the 4th of July incident. Oh, Jesus. My, we had a giant slip and slide at my daughter's house. That, that plastic that we put on the windows in the Future Now event, I went and slid on that thing one time. Oh, I forgot I had stomach muscles. Hallelujah, that thing hurt. Anyway, I felt that a little bit. Anyway, I'm healed. I receive it, Lord. Hallelujah. Practice what I preach. Thank you, Lord. But she said, she said, I like it. She said, oh, Lord, if you want this thing to be gone, just come down here and make it go. That ain't what she said. And she didn't complain. She didn't complain in prayer. She said, if I can only touch his clothes. She didn't even say, if he'll pray for me. If I can get him to look at me. She said, if I can only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? So, so somebody says, well, God said no. No, God never said no. I can't even find in the Bible anywhere he said no. In fact, that story about Peter, I thought about that one day. He said, Peter said, can I come? Yeah, come on. He never said no to anybody. But we got, we got whole series and whole devotionals on when God says no. Well, who said that God says no? God didn't say, I said no. Now, you can, there's different kinds of prayer you pray, the prayer of I don't have a prayer to tell me where if I'm supposed to go to Africa or not. i got to hear from God. God may say, no, don't go to Africa. But I'm telling you, if, if you can find it in this word, this is a legal document you got. It's yours. And the devil will fight you tooth and nail. you got to have the word. Amen. If you abide in me, John 15, 7, and my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. What's the word say? Man, that's good preaching. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus immediately, knowing himself, the power had gone out. He turned around the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? So in other words, Jesus didn't even know she asked a question. Well, there's a question coming to me saying, uh, should I heal or not? No. She drew the power out of him and didn't even ask. So God's not up there saying yes and no. Let me, let me think about it a little while, Van. No, no, no. That's what the devil wants you to think. Because if the devil can get you thinking like that, you'll lose every time. Because you think I'm not worthy. Yes, you're not worthy. Think about Peter. Curse God, denied God three times and cursed. He ain't worthy to stand up and preach. I wouldn't let him preach. Go get Zacchaeus. He did a better job. Amen. Go get somebody. Let the midget preach. Come on. Somebody. Do something. Don't, not Peter. But he's, he's right. He's good. And he, he looked around to see who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that it had happened, came to him, fell down on her feet, and told him all the truth. And he said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Hebrews 10.23 said, Let us hold fast the profession. That is, your profession is what you are. It's what you do. It's what you say. You are what you say. You are what you do. Somebody says, you need to act like Christians. If you're having to act like a Christian, then stop. You don't tell a dog to act like a dog. Hey, cat, meow, you're a cat. No, you're a Christian. You should act like a Christian. You don't, I mean, you shouldn't act like it just to be a Christian. 
I just said something I shouldn't have said. Be a Christian. Don't act like one. We call that a hypocrite. Somebody say amen. If you go back and study that, that was an actor back in the day. A hypocrite was an actor. I ain't no actor. Let us hold fast our profession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful that for he is faithful that promises. Proverbs 18:21. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. The Message Bible says words kill and words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. That's good preaching. Your words can either speak life or your words can speak death. Our tongues can build others up or they can tear them down. An unchecked fire doubles in size every minute. An unchecked fire, if you got any firemen in the house, they would know that. An unchecked fire doubles in size every minute. Gossip, false teaching are no different. It's been said that great minds discuss ideas. Listen to this. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. I never heard that. I don't even know where it came from. It's good. I'm going to tell you something. I don't have any problem with anybody in this room. If you hear me talking about somebody, you can get dead up in my grill and say, you don't need to say that. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you, I I ain't going to like it. I ain't going to like it. Patty, I ain't going to like it if you do that. But I don't care if I don't like it. That's good for me. And you probably can say, Chris, I know you don't like that, but you don't need to do that. And I'll come back and thank you later. It might hurt me a little bit, but I'll be all right. I will be fine. But if you're my sister, you should love me enough to do that. Amen? Quit quoting the devil by complaining. Quote God. Think like he thinks. Talk like he talks. Pastor Mark said this. He said, God's word in your mouth is as powerful as God's word in his mouth. Last thing. Ben, come on. Thank you, Ben. I didn't mean to yell at you. Hallelujah. Please come forward, wonderful Ben. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to talk fast. I'm sorry. They know I love them. They know that. Hallelujah. Pastor Mark said, don't be talking to the band like that. People have trouble hearing from God because... I'm going water. Hallelujah. People have trouble hearing from God because they are tuned to the wrong frequency. Don't agree and buddy up with the devil. you got to be just like Jesus and say, it is written. Now, that's what I love about Jesus. In Luke chapter 4, after... Uh, after he went, when he went to the wilderness, after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he went to the wilderness. He never said, I'm Jesus Christ, back off. He just kept saying, it is written. It is written. And the Lord said to me, he goes, you can say it is written. you got the same power. You can speak the word, God's word. I, uh, something I like about Brother Hagen is he always said, what does God's word say about your situation? He, he said he did a poll for years that people would come down the altar for prayer, and they would come down, and he would say, well, what scripture are you standing on? And they'd say, nothing in particular. And he'd say, well, that's exactly what you're going to get. Nothing in particular. And I and what, listen, I'm not, you, I understand. I understand. We don't know everything. But but I would find some scripture that tied to your situation. I, I, Kim, you got scripture. If you, when you go to prayer, you got scripture. My wife, she said, what, what scripture are you standing on? I need that. I need that accountability. I want people telling me. What, what scripture are you standing on? 
You know, just going. We were in the schools one day, and I was praying. I said, Lord, I hope these kids listen. I hope it's a good assembly. I guess that's just, I'm hoping. And he said, well, why don't you do something? I said, what do you mean? What am I going to do? Going to put on my security guard uniform, tell everybody to shut up? He said, no. He said, uh, who's the head of this school? I said, the, the principal is. He said, uh, who introduces you and has you come up on the stage? Who allowed you to come into a school? I said, the principal. He says, the principal has all authority in this school. And he just handed you the assembly. He goes, you have authority in this school, so use it. And I said, no. Ooh, I got revelation. I got understanding. I couldn't hear that. He was speaking in parables, but I got it now. Hallelujah. I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind every evil demon, idiotic spirit, and wild class clown spirits that I used to have. Hallelujah. And I command these students to receive. I command, and I'm telling you, it was the best assembly we ever had. Man, I like this, God. We have the name of Jesus. We have authority. They don't even know why they're being good. There's something weird about this room. I feel a presence. Folks, we got to use the name. Angels will show up if you use the name. They'll, the angels can keep you. Poke that kid in the side. Come just poke me. Hallelujah. We, we, you, know, you don't have to say the name of Jesus for Jesus to show up. He said, I showed up when you got here. Hallelujah. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.